Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and I am always so happy to share a Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. Today, I am thrilled to speak with Kim Lincoln, and her winning book is titled Soul Power, You Loving You. Kim is an award-winning author and the founder of Terrain of Essence Teachings, a spiritual school of embodied consciousness and mystical wisdom. She has entailed over 50 years of in-depth therapies, trainings, and her own personal work to reconnect with trusting the truth and living her passion. She was partnered to the co-developer of The Diamond Approach, a wisdom path of consciousness and liberation with whom she traveled worldwide to mentor retreat participants in their experiential processes. And trained in Kathy Kane's touch skills training for trauma recovery, now included in Peter Levine's Somatic Experiencing Institute. Kim's interests have led her into cutting edge systems of body work, subtle energy work, and spiritual practices bridging numerous denominations. The heart of her offerings are to teach people how to reconnect with their mind, body, heart, and soul, and to live a fulfilling life respectful of all. And what a timely message and conversation. So welcome to the network, Kim. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I am happy you're here, too. I was looking forward to this today, but there's so much goodies to unwrap here. But first, let's start by saying congratulations on winning the Firebird Book Award. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having it. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. And I just have to say something here. The front cover of my book, the artwork is called Fire Angel. Oh. And um, the whole book is about the courage and the transformation, which is the phoenix rising. And I just thought, wow, that is so amazing. <laughs> No, so when you saw that as a book award, you thought, "Oh my, this is this is meant to be, right?" Exactly. I know. I can imagine. Well, I'm going to talk about your cover. We'll get to that in a bit because I love the cover, and so I want to get into the details of that. But let's back up, I guess, and talk about if you don't care. Um, you you've had quite an interesting background. Just lightly touch on that, if you would. What initially led you on the path work that you do today? Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's just say that's my life story. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to sound really esoteric, but when I was a three-year-old, I had an accident, and I went over two stories, and um, that fall, and when I came out of the hospital after a day there, I was um, I was sitting in the playroom on the floor, and this beautiful beam of sunlight was shining in the playroom, and this whole air opened up, and two translucent white lions sat with me, and um, that was really the beginning for me that set me on a path and and that's the I'm yeah <laughs> anyways oh Kim so here you are a tiny little child not even knowing what to make of that maybe not even knowing that it was not what most people experience what did you think at the time was it was it fun was it neat oh, I... were you confused what did you feel then um it was the most benevolent love I have ever experienced other than a near-death experience. Um, 
it was amazing. I felt protected and safe and uh, so deeply loved. And I thought everybody could see this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And when I say stuff, it, it means people who have passed and things like that. So um, just for a brief history, um, I just came into the world, my intuitive and psychic centers wide open. And um, I learned as I grew, not only did not everybody see that, but a lot of people thought it was um, scary or weird or delusional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so that was a whole lot of work in itself for me. So I learned to keep that very, very private and um, personal. And then when I was um, in my, I'd say, mid-20s, I had been a professional dancer. I came from 20 years of ballet and modern dance. I was a soloist in a dance company, and a car had hit the car that my then husband and I were in uh, with such high speed, we were at a dead stop, and that accident ended my oh. entire dance career, <laughs> like that day, suddenly. And that started a whole exploration into the meaning of life because I went through an absolute existential crisis at that time. Mm-hmm. My entire identity was around dance. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Who am I without it, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was really devastating. And then the relationship to my body um, that I had immense control over and, you know, dances <laughs> were like athletes. Mm-hmm. Um so to not have that control over my body mm-hmm. um, was devastating too, and the identity. So began my deeper exploration out of the psychic and energy world, more into body work trainings. And I got into a school, and the main question is, who am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And and. It's a work that blends the three center, the mental, the emotional, and the instinctual. So then it was in-depth training and in, um, you know, spiritual psychology, um, traditional psychology and esoteric psychology, um, emotional work and body work, somatic work. And from there, I just broke out. I was in that training in school for 23 years. And uh, from that, within that, I just con- I just had this ravishing appetite to want to know more mm-hmm. and study more. Mm. So really, my whole life has been dedicated to this path. Really? Just all leading up to it, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah, and just expanding from it. You know, it's so interesting that the same exact experiences could happen to a different person, and yet it wouldn't take them on this path. And so, I mean, there's got to be something else going on that 
permitted you or pushed you to continue to pursue this and not go down with the negativity? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I will say that was a precarious edge for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I bet. It, it, there's a huge momentum of energy and all that early unconscious stuff comes up mm-hmm. when we're cracked open like that. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't have the discernment skills yet or the tolerance to... Um, deal with the velocity of the energy that begins discharging. And uh, that requires skills, <laughs> which is what my book is about. Exactly. That's what I wanted to lead up to because I, I love what you just said. When we're cracked open like that, that's such a visual and uh, kind of says it all. Um, and, and then and at that point, you do need some help. So let's talk about your book. Soul Power, You Loving You. Just give us a little peek into the book so folks know what it's about and how it could help them. Okay. Well, the book is about our soul, (laughs) literally. And our soul is the interface between the divine light, which is spirit, and that's the perfection, and all the unconscious in our body. And the soul is the intermediary that is our conscience, and it weighs our actions in the world with that of divinity's light. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about pure source spirit, right, that is beyond and included in every religion, right? Mm -hmm. So this guiding light, which we call the North Star, this is our navigator through life, And the soul is the conscience that weighs what what we say, what we do, what we feel, and how we act on that in our lives. And so the book is skills. The pages are a simple one sentence, but that one sentence is so loaded. Somebody could just read one sentence deep in that, and it'll work on them. Let that be a practice for a week, and let that awareness begin to unfold in the vessel of the unconscious and the conscious wane of how we move. And then it gives a little antidote of how to be with. I give an example in each of the five chapters working with five primary elements. Um, There's a lot here. (laughs) Talk about those five spiritual principles of love, courage, uh, gratitude, truth, wisdom, and compassion. Um, To most people, those are words. But in this work, each of those, we call them virtues of the soul, has reign over a particular center in our body. So the first one, courage, this is mostly the feeling center. And so the aim of that whole chapter is learning to tolerate the charge. And that can be a pendulation all the way from hostility and anger into um, self-love and 
just the pure passion of living our work, right? Like we just know we're here for a purpose and showing up to that. But then right action is really important, right? So somebody can say, I have this strong feeling and end up acting out from a defended place. And we're talking about undefended love here, which brings us into unconditional love. Now, that's a big walk in life, right? But a person can read that chapter and begin to apply the most basic part to their daily life. As they read through the chapter, it gives the more advanced um, expression of that. So it starts with the basic each chapter and moves to uh, the higher consciousness of that, right? Yes. And so each chapter has a center like that, um, like truth. That's the mental center. That's our belief system. We could say that's the needle and the compass. Am I aligned in truth or is my head cut off from my whole body and being? And is it more righteous truth than judgment, right? So each of these chapters teaches a whole measure of those qualities. And if people want more of you, you also offer courses and videos on your website. Maybe give us a peek into those. Exactly. Um, one of the foundational courses is a three-year training it's a three-year, once-a-month meeting for a day, and then a two-and-a-half-hour follow-up group. And uh, that teaches the whole trajectory of, you know, the epic journey of our life as a soul. So it goes, you know, it's quite far-reaching. Um, and it's life-changing for people. Now that I have uh, student practitioners and I've trained several teachers, this will be the first year that they're taking over that teaching for me. And they are doing such a great job. They've all been with me a long time. And then I'm putting my focus towards shorter programs, day-longs or um, week-longs or a few months, and really taking people into some practices and focusing on certain elements of the work. Yeah. And then I have a public um, once a month meetup for two and a half hours, uh, the last Friday of each month called Soul Cafe. And I introduce people to the work, or if they're already in this body of work, it's like a practice group. So people get to process um, and practice. That's so lovely that you're able to offer these online courses. The, the shorter online courses, are they individual or is it a group course? They're all on Zoom and everything was in person before. I know, huh? <laughs> this was a radical change for me mm -hmm. um, during this time. I wasn't sure how the work would even translate mm -hmm. to online, mm -hmm. and I have been um, amazed 
at how potent it remains. Good. So, yeah, and people are very happy. Good. But because it's been in person for so long, um, it's my work mostly was word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And so now that it's online, I can actually reach out further. Yep. Got to figure out how to make the best of a unusual situation, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, well, good. That's good to know that folks can continue the process from your book to your courses. You have videos. Let's talk about your cover. I wanted to, we talked about that briefly at the top, but let's let's talk about it. It's been sitting here on my desk, and it's just so striking. You know, courage is the red energy, and the whole book is about courage, the courage to show up as who we truly are. And who we are is love. And this is often represented by red, right? Valentine's Day and... But... It's also the red energy is the energy of courage, of a particular kind of courage to rise up in our authenticity. First of all, to face our authenticity and learn to discern between what's true and what is learned. And then to actually rise up and that means embody the energy, the strength of courage. And then to take action from this loving wholeness of being. And so the cover had to be red. And then I found this beautiful uh, gold fire angel. And of course our DNA is considered the angelic circuitry of our embodiment. And so gold in this work is the combination of what we call the yellow essence and the saffron essence. And gold is all about value. It's about our self-worth. And so it's, it's that loving embrace to truly turn and face the gift given, you know, which is our life. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity of that to really value the preciousness of what we are and to be learn to become less entangled with our shortcomings as an identity. But this angelic nature of who we are is our true and, you know, identity. But we live in a dense world. And so we have these physical bodies that we get to do what angels can't do physically. So we are living angels (laughs) in 3D form. I took a little note here as you were speaking. You talked about what's true and what is learned. And you previously talked about our belief systems. And I think that's one of the places where people get all tangled up because what we are taught from a very young age becomes our reality. It becomes our belief system and it becomes what's true. So how do we extricate ourselves from that? Uh, That's where the somatic work is helpful. Somatic means soma, which is the physical body. And 
our body memory um, remembers every nuance of our life, whether we're aware of it or not. So as a child, we come in as this pure being, right? And we're just this open sponge that absorbs the environment. You know, like all of the work with cells, it's all about the environment, right? If it's a healthy environment, we absorb healthy traits. But if it's a challenging and unhealthy environment, we also absorb that. And this early absorption is what's forming our ego identity, right? So we think this is who we are, but when we feel into the body, through this work, people learn to discern and how to read certain feedback from the body and learn to tr- whether it's trustworthy or not. And that's a skill set. It takes some learning. And um, that's why I love teaching and working with people so much. Mm-hmm. And this Friday class, and then my students have a Monday drop-in class, the same. These are both on a drop-in and donation basis. So it's pay what you can. Anybody, nobody cannot come because it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They can pay a dollar, they can pay $50, whatever they want, Right. right? But it gives a forum for practice so that people calibrate and learn to read what's true and what's not true. You could say our body is the compass and then our alignment with source energy is the needle. And so I have a technique in my first book, Holy Here, Holy You, Discovering Your Authentic Self. In that book, I have exercises for that written out. You took me to my next question, then that was about your, that was the previous book, Holy Here, Holy You. Yes. And interesting for those who are listening, Holy Here is spelled H-O-L-Y, but Holy You is W-H-O-L-Y. So that's kind of a neat play on words. It is. Um, I can't tell you how many people kindly have suggested that i misspelled W-H-O-L-Y <laughs> because current English is two L's. Yes. Um, but in the 15th century, holy was actually one L because holy is indignative of our whole self. And so in our modern English, we split off that meaning. Isn't that interesting? That's fascinating. So we even spell it wrong. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's chilling when we think of the impact of that. Boy, I did not know this. Yeah, I did a lot of research to find that because first for me it was a play on words. Yes. Because in wholeness is our holiness. Right. Oh. Um, But as I researched, no, the 15th century, it was spelled that way. 
what's yeah. so great about it is that it does open up a conversation for those who feel, you know, that they can actually bring that up to you to say, oh, gee, why did you spell that wrong? Well, there's now there's that opportunity that you could really explain it. <laughs> um, yes. And yes. And those have been some very interesting conversations. <laughs> Because some people are very right about being wrong. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what's true, do they? <laughs> no, because again, it's an assumption based on our limited learning. Exactly. Oh, right. so huge. That's a giant lesson right there. It is. It is. <laughs> you are fabulous. Give us your location in case people who are listening in your location might want to do an in-person class. Oh, great. Um, well, actually, I will be in transition. I've been, I came from the Bay Area and then in 2004 relocated up to Olympia, mm -hmm. Washington. And now, Likely next year, I'll be moving to Tucson, Arizona. Oh, so I I live my life in a way that's guided. Um, it, it's not a personal preference. It's not I decide to move there. I always check in uh, with the higher guidance mm -hmm. of source energy. I live what I practice. And, um, you know, this work is thought to come from an ancient source called the Sarmon. And the Sarmoni was a brotherhood called the Beehive. And so it is a process of preparing the flask. And the flask is the human being. Notice emphasis on being, mm -hmm. right? And each of those words, who, man, and being, at their very root means essence. Mm. And so we are, and essence means love, right? So we are the essence of the essence of the essence of love. So as we prepare our flask, then we're, we're shown where to go next. And it is just this pollination from one flower to the next from one person to another, from one locale to another, mm -hmm. of just um, sharing the richness of the preciousness of our being mm. and, and our source design. You know, this is our original design, which is not terribly popular <laughs> in modern culture. People... Um, kind of fall into this work accidentally most of the time. Your school then, that makes sense, Terrain of Essence Teachings. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the subtitle is Navigating the Landscape of Your Soul. Ooh. So then it's a play between um, our physical, worldly identity, you know, how we present, and our interaction, the terrain of the world, and then our inner soul terrain. And what I'll say about that, in the physical reality, we're looking at five elements, 
of, you know, fire, earth, water, metal, and wood in that way. And when you bring all of those together, each has a sense, you know, sight, sound, taste, smell, sight, touch. And each of those senses and each of those elements brought together and combining the three centers brings us into um, true alignment to where we touch the body of our soul. And so we're actually accessing our soul through this work. And, and Tucson's going to be a beautiful place to continue your work. Yes. It's a special <laughs> Wide place. open skies. Yes. And then up in Olympia, third largest rainforest in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like I was sitting in the lap of mother. Yeah. Right. Oh. You know, just so deeply nourished. I needed that yes. so much. Well, you have a special life and you created that for yourself and you're creating it for others. So that's a beautiful gift. You're, <laughs> you're a beautiful person. I'm so happy we had this opportunity to chat. Um, I want to make sure before we head out that we're not missing anything, though, that you wanted to highlight. Um, well, the school is the Terrain of Essence Teachings, and that's going to um, direct people to the courses of the school. And then my personal website, Kim Lincoln, which is my name, K-I-M-L-I-N-C-O-L-N.com. Um, it's what I'm up to in my new online venture. And I'm still the founder and director of the school. And my work, uh, my accessibility will be more through the online courses. Mm-hmm. And we do meet live online okay. with those. And then parts of them are self-guided. Um, and then I still will show up for the school Mm -hmm. here and there and continue the teacher training and practitioner training programs. Oh, a lot going on for you. And thank you for sharing with others. Any new books on the horizon? Uh, Yes, I'm working on a book right now. The last course I taught um, of my new courses, Awakening to Your Jeweled Essence, that's a three-month course, and students had such catalyzing breakthroughs in that course. I just got a slew of emails and cards and um, expressions of gratitude, and people shared what they learned. And so I have chosen some of those stories for the new book, and people are actually writing their experience Mm. yeah and the title is still in flux but that is the next book and currently working on that well keep us posted on that i want to be able to read that and share it with our listeners and maybe submit that one so that we can hopefully have another opportunity to uh, share you again oh i would love it (laughs) excellent All right, so we're talking with Kim Lincoln. Her Firebird Book Award winning book is titled Soul Power, You Loving You. Her website is KimLincoln.com. 
You, my friend, are a gift. Thank you for sharing you today. Oh, my gosh. And Pat, thank you. You, too, are such a gift. I love what you're up to.